So on today's episode <laughs> of Gaia and Sarah Save the World, we're going to be talking about a little thing called emotional, emotional labor. labor. <laughs> um, this is kind of like a hot topic right now, especially online. So it's kind of a blanket term describing the types of labor that we do that you don't like automatically recognize as labor, but that we're doing all the time. Unpaid, unrecognized, uncredited. It's kind of just like expected labor. So being the person who organizes everything in the home, whether it's like physically organizing things or keeping track of like grocery lists or when we're gonna do the laundry and when we're gonna clean, that's emotional labor. Yes. Um, taking care of, like being a stay-at-home mom is a lot of emotional labor or playing the role of therapist for your spouse. So always being the sounding board for them, like if they're complaining about work and stuff like that, like that's and for your labor. kids yeah. too. It's basically like playing the role or having the job of multiple things that you never really like officially signed up. You're for. a mom. You're a best friend. You're a girlfriend. You're, you're a, a stylist. You're right. a secretary. You're the social manager. Um, and these are all things that could be present in any kind of relationship dynamic, but where statistics are finding that it's so uneven and problematic is within like heterosexual relationships, so like men and women being together. Yeah. This falls into like, you know, gender roles and stuff like that. And a lot of this is what's modeled for us by our parents. So we just grow up either going right into the role as a woman or being a man and just thinking, oh, well, that's just what your girlfriend or wife does because right. that's what you've seen modeled for you by our parents. Right. Yep. Okay, so this is out of an article about emotional labor. Unlike women who are encouraged to foster deep platonic intimacy from a young age, American men with their puffed up chest, fist bumps, and awkward side hug <laughs> uh, grow up believing that they should not only behave like stoic robots in front of other men, but that women are the only people they are allowed to turn to for emotional support, if anyone at all. And as modern relationships continue to put pressure on the one to be the only one where men cast their wives and girlfriends to play best friend, lover, career advisor, stylist, social secretary, emotional cheerleader, mom to him and their kids, and eventually on-call therapist minus the $200 an hour <laughs> fee, this form of emotional gold digging <laughs> is not only detrimental to men, it's exhausting an entire generation of women. To the point where women actually uh, live shorter lives when they are married to men, even though men live longer lives when they are married to women. Yes, we are not making that up. This is something that's been studied for quite a while now, but there's a lot more emphasis on it. Um, women live shorter lives when married to men, whereas men live longer lives because yes. of the benefits that they get out of being married to women. And what is this based on mostly? Emotional labor. Yes. <laughs> because it causes all the stress because it's literal non-stop labor yes. at all times. <laughs> women not only are living shorter lives, but their overall overall quality of life, happiness, 
um, income within their career, everything drops yep. when married to men. Whereas men, their career improves, their mental health improves, their physical health improves, probably because their wife is making them go to the doctor and playing mom. Like, hey, Chad, you know, <laughs> you really should go to that cardiologist because you're not doing so good. Like, yeah, it's all of that nagging yeah. that men complain about that's literally keeping them alive because they're not taking care of themselves. Yeah, some examples would be a woman or a person, but again, it's disproportionately benefiting men and uh, harming women, um, will invest a lot into like self-help books and bettering herself as a person. And then that benefit will help the man too, because instead of doing all the work himself, he's just kind of, kind of like leech it off of his partner. Yeah. Like now that you have this new uh, knowledge on how to navigate things instead of me being inspired by you right. doing this and taking my own problems into my own hand, I'm just going to lean on you and leech all of this out of you over and over and over or just kind of abuse you like a therapist instead of actually treating the problems that are mine. Yep. So hopefully that's <laughs> painted a picture of what emotional labor is because I realize that's a term that like is thrown around a lot online and I don't think that people really understand fully what it is. Right. Um, I mean, there's emotional labor not only just in like heterosexual relationships, but within friendships too. Yep. Um, and there, that can be a problem too. Like yep. when you're doing so much more emotional labor for your friend that's uneven. Anything that's uneven is not going to be healthy. Right. Like if you're constantly helping another friend, giving them advice, like it's essentially you're being a therapist for that person. And yeah. especially if it's not like two ways or if it's just like, you know, every now and then everybody's going to need a friend for sure. But if it's like somebody constantly needing you and you're doing a lot of work for them, it's exhausting. And it's on top of all the work we're already doing. Yeah. That it's, there's nothing wrong with like talking to your friends about right. your problems or venting or going to them for advice. But if you're like at a point where you were texting or calling your friends for an hour plus every single day, pouring your problems onto them and asking for advice over and over. Yep. This is, like, demanding so much emotional labor when really you should just get a therapist. Exactly. And, you know, there's all kinds of forums, like, and ways to get a therapist that aren't $200 an hour, yes. like that article said. But um, we're just, you know, self-managing as well. Like, obviously, if you're in a really tricky spot and you really need help, it's a different thing. But if you're just taking advantage of your friends to constantly use them in that way, then, yeah, you're causing, you know, some uneven emotional labor for the people around you. I, I mean, I think it really comes down to this lack of personal responsibility. Yes. That's like a huge thing. And it, I think it takes a long time to realize like, oh shit, I'm responsible for everything. Yeah. Like you're responsible like, for your problems. No one else is. All of it. All of it. And that's overwhelming. Like when you first make that realization, yes. you're like, damn it. No, no. Yeah, <laughs> I don't like, want it. It's so much easier to be like, of course, everything bad right. happens to me. The right. Everyone's out to get me. I'm always wrong. That is such a self-centered yeah. way of viewing everything. And it puts no responsibility on you right. to do something about your problems. Right. Even things that are completely not your fault and completely out of your control are all still 
your responsibility. They're your responsibility to manage. They're your responsibility to handle in a way to where you aren't falling apart and it doesn't take everyone down around you. Right. But I think it's like how many people have been in relationships where you felt like your partner would forget to feed themselves if you weren't there. You this know? Is, it's like, an ongoing joke about right. women, like married or unmarried everywhere, that when you're in a relationship with a man, it feels like you have a son. It does. You have to manage them. I remember, like, I distinctly remember probably like four, five years ago at this point in long ago relationships when you and I were both talking about experiences of my watch is going off crazy. Uh, we were talking about experiences of being in grocery stores with our exes and how it literally felt like being with a child. Do you remember when we had that yes. conversation? We were like yes. screaming. Yes. <laughs> because I was like, I feel like he's 12. Like he's fucking 12. I'm sorry, but he's a 12 year old. It's not even just like an our personal experience thing. Go anywhere. Talk to women anywhere. Yeah. And they all talk about the same problems. Yeah. Like, God, like if I didn't no, like, do I all have to hold this, his fucking hand. If, if I didn't do all this, how would he survive? Would right. he even shower? Would he feed himself? Would he even be able to have friendships? Would like, he pick up the garbage surrounding yeah. him? Would like, he, <laughs> would he just wait until the dishes piled up to a point where like cockroaches infested the house and then ate him alive? No, it would just be the show quarters. Yes, it would just it would just be like up to here with stuff like. Where's my girlfriend? <laughs> Seriously, like, my, my first adult relationship uh-huh. was that. Was, was, like, me going from being like, man, it'd be so cool to have a man, to, oh, my yeah. God, do I have a son? Yeah. I don't have a boyfriend. I have a fucking son. Oh, this is my child. Yeah, this is my child. He can't clean up after himself. <laughs> I have to come in and clean up, even though I'm working double the amount of hours as him. Oh, and by the way, something happened to all of his money, and now I'm paying the rent. Oh, and all of his emotional problems that he's always, like, having a meltdown over. Uh-huh. He won't see a therapist. It's just my problem Your to problem. deal with. It's great. And that's why women are just gonna die. <laughs> Honestly, I believe that that period of my life in the long term will have robbed me of like five years <laughs> from the like emotional stress. Like, I personally feel like that was the starting point to me developing all these health problems. Oh, yeah. Because I would just get these crazy pounding headaches, and that is a real thing. Yeah, absolutely. Oh my god. Like, I don't ever want to have kids. Why would I? You can just date men. You can just date any guy. Just pick one. Yeah. And then, oh, guess what? They're 12. They're permanently 12. I understand that we're, like, massively generalizing and, you know, this isn't, like, every single man. Like, we get that, but across the board, even with men who actually are decent, well-rounded people, it is still typically uneven when it comes to personal development and emotional labor. Yeah. So well, this is part of it. I think part of that is because of the problem of men feeling like they're not allowed to open up about yes. their emotions. They're Talks not allowed to be sensitive. They have to be so macho and masculine that they can't ever deal with their problems. Going to a therapist is weak. All this kind of stuff, which is fucked up. Toxic masculinity ruins everything. <laughs> and again, this is a symptom of patriarchy. Absolutely. So that huge societal problem means that men can only rely on women for 
for needing to have somebody to talk to. They can only rely on women. They can't be paying that woman because then it would be a therapist, you know? And like, that's the thing is that we end up bringing so much more to the relationship as far as perks and uh, what we have to offer goes. And then we aren't getting even close to that in return. I mean, quite frankly, we are literally losing years of our lives right. by dying sooner. Right. And, that's, and losing money because we're not pursuing careers yeah. because we're spending time on having a husband and having children. Um, and having know. to do the majority of all that work ourselves. Right. Like, and even if we are pursuing a you know some well-paying career path, we're still making less money. But anyway. Yeah, because of the fucking pay gap. Right. And technically working more because yes. of emotional labor <laughs> and that's the thing is like um a lot of times people will look at like oh well um he pays more on the house and therefore the man is doing more for the relationship even a man paying more for things doesn't even begin to scratch like the uneven scales right of the toll that emotional labor puts on the woman right like cool you pay more. You're a man. You literally make more in your career path because of the gender pay gap. Yep. And on top of that, we are not getting paid for the work that we do. Like, why should we have be expected to listen to you complain about the same problems that you're not going to do anything about for no dollar amount and to lose our life literally? Uh-huh. Why is that unpaid? <laughs> But you having access to more resources and money yeah. means that you bring more to the table. I'm literally making your life longer. You're taking my life. Fuck you. I just don't I understand. Know. I think it's because we've never, it's never been like a, a thought to, hey, let's start charging money uh-huh. for emotional labor and doing two thirds statistically of like the homework. Like, these things are just thought to, like, oh, well, women just do that. Women just care more about these things. Women just like to, like, organize. No, we just don't want to live in a fucking dump. Right. (laughs) Yeah, it's literally just, like, compensating. Like, you're having to compensate for the other person, like, not putting in, you know? Yeah. Like, imagine, just think about this. Let's think about this hypothetical situation. If you were not doing all the emotional labor for your male partner, you weren't doing the hours on hours of just listening to them talk about their problems they're just going to keep having because they won't do anything that's, about them. That's such a huge thing for me. Like, and you're not organizing their life, organizing their social life, organizing the house, doing all the cleaning, doing all these things. Imagine just gather all that time and energy that went to that and now invest that into just yourself and think about the life that you could be having. And this is why until these, you know, heterosexual issues are seriously like taken on, their heterosexual relationship dynamics are not going to be healthy for women. Right. And it's not that you have to just invest only in yourself, meaning you cannot have a relationship. Yeah. It just means the other person has to do it too. Yes, it has to be equal. Right. And for a man to like continue to do that to you, knowing that it's taking away like your quality of life, what you could be doing for yourself, your mental health, that's like fucking evil. Yeah, it is fucking evil. It is. It's saying my life matters more. And my privilege matters more. Right. These gender roles matter more than you having a higher quality of life. 
Well, and it can be things that seem benign at first, like, um, I mean, this is kind of an example from my personal history, but having a job that you don't like, if you're constantly complaining about that job and like giving your partner like a play-by-play -play of like, here's all the horrible things about my job every that single day. day, like I was on the other side of that for a while and it was so draining to have to listen to that all the time. Give the same advice over and over. They don't listen. Over and over to the point where finally I was just like, quit your fucking job. I don't care. You know, like I don't want to hear about it ever again Yeah. because I've been talking to you about it for months and months and months with no change and it's been like the only thing we ever talk about like god forbid you talk about you right or you know why why am i talking about your job i don't go to your job with you like i don't know what your job is i'm not there that doesn't have anything to do with me talk about it with your boss if you have such a problem with it you know inside your romantic relationship your partnership with the person is not where the problems of your job belong. Yeah. You know, like, and that's just fucking weird. But at the time, I was like, I'm their partner. Like, I'm supposed to listen to them. Like, that's my uh -huh. role. Yep. And that's what society teaches us as women from a young age is that we are there to help men. We are there to be emotionally supportive to them and just understand, you know, when they lash out and break down and they just need the kind touch of a woman and her heart to get through it. No, what they need to do is take some fucking personal responsibility, get your shit together and realize we are not your therapist. Just get one. Get one. There's nothing wrong with venting. There's nothing wrong with venting, especially in a relationship that's your partner, that's who you feel comfortable with. Right. You can vent, but if it gets to a point where you are saying the same issues, you've been having the same problems over and yep. over and over, and all you do is talk to your partner about how much this bothers you, how much you hate the situation, and you completely reject their advice. Right. Or just keep yourself in the same situation and do nothing about it, right. then please, for the love of God, shut the fuck up. <laughs> because you're literally just wasting both of your time. Well, you're not going to do anything of, about it. Think about Like, you're not making room for anything positive. You're not making room for anything beautiful. You're not making room for anything fun. Yep. And you're putting this gigantic burden on your partner. And this also like goes directly into the whole thing we've talked about with like men and not addressing their mental health problems. Uh, that's why this emotional labor exists because they're not addressing anything right. that is their own. Right. Um, and I get it again, toxic masculinity, like I get why it's not happening, but we are becoming more and more aware of these kinds of things. Like <laughs> you just have to get with it at this point. Yes. <laughs> like ladies, this is where putting boundaries in a place with your yes. partner becomes very important. If you find yourself in a position where you are being expected to be the therapist, be the cheerleader to your boyfriend, um, be the social secretary, the best friend, the stylist, this is where you have to decide what are you willing to do versus right. what are you not willing to right. do. And I know that breaking that habit of always being that person can be hard, but if, let's give an example, like the what we were just talking about, like if your boyfriend constantly has problems with situations that he's not doing anything about, all he does is vent about them or complain over and over and over, get to a point where you can say, hey, I love you, I'm here for you, like to support you, 
but this is a problem that's been going on for X amount of time. I've done my best to advise you in it, but you continually talking about it without right. taking action is unfair to me. It drains me emotionally. Let's not talk about it anymore. Here's a therapist that you can probably try talking and to. And you're not hurting them. You're not abandoning them. Yes. It's not, not your job. It's and not your job. It's not your responsibility. And it's theirs. <laughs> this will open their eyes, hopefully, uh, <laughs> to realizing that this is very, very unfair. And if these problems really do exist, it is their responsibility to deal with it. Yeah. Not yours just because you're a loving woman. I think we talked about this in the turn-ons versus turn-offs episode. Like, it's okay to vent. You just, you have to put a cap on it. Yes. You have to. You, and, I mean, I try to keep that stuff to, like, two sentences, you know? Oh, like, wow, that's extreme. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I never want to go down the path. I mean, depending on what it is. Yeah. But if it's, like, about work, like, again, like, my fiance is not at work with me, you know? I mean, I love my job, but sometimes I get stressed. Like, if I feel like I want to vent about stressful stuff at work, guess what? There are so many people I work with who I can talk to, yeah. you know, who understand it, and they're there, and it's relevant to them, but it doesn't make sense to talk to him about it. Like, why would I? It, it's, I mean, I think it's okay to just be like, hey, this is something going on with me, and I'm frustrated about it, but if right. it's like you know, encompassing, like, hours of your day. Right. This is, like, a reoccurring thing. This is just a waste of both of your guys' time. Yep. That's kind of, like, where codependency comes into play, where, like, a lot of people think that a relationship is supposed to be that you partner up with someone, and they become your source go-to of everything. Yes. That's not a healthy relationship. Your partner is not supposed to bear the burden of all of your personal life problems. Right. Or even in a positive way. There's emotional labor in a positive way, like feeling like you have to have the same hobbies, you know, you have to have the same interests. That's and like the enmeshing of the identity. Yes. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. That meme is something so funny. I know. Was it a meme? Yeah, with the cats. Yes. yes. Oh my god. That's my favorite thing. But no, like, I've definitely felt like that in the past where I was like, well, I, and I like so much random shit, and I felt like whoever I was with needed to like all the same stuff yep. as me, you know, and, and feeling like hurt if they didn't want to come do stuff with me. And even, even still sometimes I'm like, I want you to do this with me, yep. you know? I think it's a natural Yeah, thing. I think it's really natural, but if, if you're like, silently participating in all this stuff that you don't want to participate in, like, that's emotional labor, too. Yeah. I don't know if it's just the way that we've been raised with what we see on TV and our parents and, yeah. like, everything, but, wow, we've, we've grown up with a very warped sense of what a partnership yep. is supposed to be and what has been modeled for us is so unhealthy. Yeah, it's garbage. It's yeah. literal garbage. I felt like I had to, like, burn down my ideas about relationships and start over. Absolutely, and, like, build it all over yeah. again. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't help that there's so much bad stuff floating around the internet of, like, what you're supposed to be for your partner, and, like, women, like, brag about the emotional labor that they do, and, like, basically, like, display their codependency, yeah. but, like, make it seem like it's the ultimate romance, and there's just so much, there's so many bad concepts out there that are promoted in like a what it's supposed to be or what is healthy right mindset but it's not it's wearing us down and again seeing the proof that 
when we aren't living as long is like pretending to ourselves and to each other that it's positive and that it's great and and even if it is done out of a place of love like it's still wearing us down <laughs> yeah like these are issues that absolutely have to be addressed if you plan on having a partnership with a man if you're a woman because it's I mean, this does affect everyone, but remember, these statistics really hard apply to, like, heterosexuals. Right. No matter what, loving someone is not enough to shorten your fucking life, <laughs> to cause yourself to have so much stress that you start developing autoimmune disorders. Like, these are real things that are happening. Okay, there's emotional labor that takes place, like, at work. Um, so to put this concept in into a context that's different than relationships, like, the fact that at work you have to put on a happy face all the time, mm -hmm. even if you're not feeling like it, like that's emotional labor too. Like having to fake how you're feeling or just put on a front for how you're feeling. Um, and actually when we were putting together our notes for this episode and we were looking it up, like the main articles about it were talking about emotional labor outside of romantic relationships, but there's been a rise in talking about it in the context of romance because we're realizing more and more how detrimental it can be, especially to women in heterosexual relationships. I think it's important for um, men to understand what emotional labor looks like because if you can't identify what it is, how are you supposed to ever stop demanding it from someone? I'm sure I've, I've done my share of asking for stuff I shouldn't have been. Oh, absolutely. Like, we, it happens on both sides. Um, it's just, it's just very, very uneven. Mm -hmm. And that's not an opinion, that's a fact. <laughs> um, having to do something that you don't actually have to do. This is actually how my therapist explained it to me, because I was like, can you please help me identify what is emotional labor? Mm -hmm. She was basically like, when you do something for someone, that they are very capable of doing or handling for themselves. Yeah. Which is so much of what we do in relationships. Which is just like sad and fucking lame. Because again, I feel like I say it a lot, but the best way to be a great friend and a great partner and a great, you know, person at your job, whatever it is, is to be self-sufficient and be responsible for yourself take, take care of your own care shit of yourself yeah please do something about your problems like right. you bring all of that into a relationship and then you dump it on another person to deal with as a side effect i i don't know what's ever going to make it stop like i mean that that goes right into that the marriage rate between men and women is like the lowest it's ever been. Yeah. The birth rate is the lowest it's ever been. And we just read before starting this episode that that largely has to do with our generation, millennials and Gen X people deciding more and more women to not be with men. Right. Even if they are straight or attracted to men. Right. Choosing like, it's just not worth it. Like, all of the bad that comes with it, it's not worth it. And now statistics are showing that women actually have a better quality of life when they never marry or have children. And yeah. why do you think that is? Because of everything we just outlined. Let that fact just sit in <laughs> and really think about that. Let's take a moment of silence for what our lives could be. <laughs> I think it's really good news that people are waiting longer to get married. Absolutely. Waiting longer to have kids. If you haven't, like developed your full self or gotten your shit together like 
what do you really expect your quality of marriage or like your ability as a parent to actually be? I mean, yeah. Not that you're like not a full person, but you just, you know yourself less and you, you also like stick up for yourself less. Like you don't put yourself first as much. And I think that it's sad to get in a situation, I mean, not always, but I think it's sad to get into a situation really early on where it becomes harder and harder to put yourself first. Yeah. And the more that you do it, the harder it is to break it. Like right. it's a long-term thing you've been doing. It's really difficult to just wake up one day and stop doing that. Yeah, completely. Well, and especially once you have other people who depend on you. <laughs> yeah. Whether it's kids or your partner, like, I don't know. Then, then you're really shaking things up for them, too, if you're like, hey, I actually have to put me first for a while now. Like, how yeah. can you even do it at that point? I don't know. With, especially with men, like, that's really hard because they, you know, they come with expectations of what has been normalized in relationships. Yeah. Like, you, we've all seen, like, the memes and stuff on accounts that are like, um... I, something like a woman's supposed to build with you. She builds you up. She holds you down. Like, she, you need a strong woman to build with you. That's literally, like, let's take out the word build and replace it with develop you. Yeah. That's, understand how wrong that is. This whole, like, men with nothing or broken men or broke men or whatever mm -hmm. need women to suffer through their development to possibly get the reward this is normalized yeah like I see so much of it online and this is where like you have to realize that this is about patriarchy yep it's about us giving and giving and doing and doing and just hoping that a man will love us no like you need to focus on yourself and stop trying to fix broken men they have access to information and resources to get their own shit together without yep. relying on you. Yep. And if they don't, then just let them spiral and be a fucking mess. It's not your job. Yeah, it's not your fucking job. And I think that that whole, like, internet popular thing I just referenced is a lot of, like, why women accept basically nothing. Like, they get into a relationship, we bring all of these perks and benefits to the table and we're getting so little in return yep. by cradling this fantasy of I'll just help him and build him up to be the man that he was meant to be so that then maybe one day it'll be great. Don't play that game. Don't. You deserve way better. <laughs> yeah, just almost like pitying men because... Even though they literally start off with more right. opportunities, advances, yeah. resources, and everything than us. Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that is like fucked. I know. It's really weird. It's it's very bizarre to think about. Um, have I already said, like, my favorite thing I've read online in, like, a long time was that women are not rehabilitation centers for badly raised men? I know that I've retweeted that before. I have too. <laughs> Anyways. But I can't remember if we've said it. Remember that. That is not what our role is. Your role is to develop yourself and live your life to the fullest and not take care of another person. Yep. And and men exist who aren't shitty. There's just only like four of them. Yeah. Things could be better. Our quality relationships and everything could be better if men prioritize their self-development. Yeah, it would be... Their mental health, getting themselves to a good point so that they can actually provide or bring something to a relationship. 
That would be like Science literally different world. Dick. Yeah. Like there's an abundance of dick in the world. Trust me. That's not a high value. Be able to bring something that <laughs> Unless matters. Unless it's an alien. Unless it's a glass alien dick where I can see the veins through the glass. That's it. You have to work on developing some something else of value. Yeah. And bring that to the table. It's dick ain't enough unless you're an alien. <laughs> this? Oh, but this is going to become a size reference thing if we don't explain. This is what we want. Like, the just, glass. Just the glass. Nice glass. Smooth it's not dick. not in focus. Where you can see <laughs> veins. <laughs> if there are veins. I think there would be veins. If they have blood. What, what if instead of blood they have ectoplasm? I was thinking of air. Like, what if they had air? Oh! There's just air <laughs> in their dicks. Like, what if it's like blowing through? Just a nice breeze, like blowing through. But like continuous, like air circulation. So it's like an air conditioning system but uh, in a body. An HBAC. <laughs> but an alien. Yeah. Okay, but if it was ectoplasm. That might be cool. Like sticky goo? I see it more as like ink. Like, that would actually be really cool. Like floaty ink. Floaty ink. Okay, but like. Like. Can you see it moving? Yeah. Okay. Like, that would be cool. Basically, like what it would be like to have sex with an alien with the glass stick would be that, like, you could, like, look down at their, like, oh, wait, would they have balls? I'm thinking no. Thinking no, but like, that's not how they reproduce. But like basically, like where their stomach area is, that would go down to like the base of their dick. It's clear, and you could see like the ectoplasm, like ink. Oh yeah, and then like more like would this. go towards it. Yeah, and then like the glass would just keep swelling and swelling and getting bigger, and like the like ectoplasm would be going up. And would it be like, like pulsing? Yeah, it'd be like. <sighs> and then when they come, which is determined by when you want them to come. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> It comes out of like the fucking glass. Oh, but it stick. just floats. It floats. It can float in you. It can float on you. It can float around you. It can float away. You. It doesn't leave a mess. Yeah. Like it can just, it can just like suction itself back up it can off just, the surfaces. Yeah. Like it can go like. Yeah. And then, just, <laughs> and then it just goes up into like. Back into them. Oh, they just don't need it. Because it's their blood. But what if the ectoplasm actually can what go up into like. Like the sky and become like a resource to help the planet. Oh yes! <laughs> like it goes and like seals the fucking holes. Yeah, it goes in the and it's like the hammer and it's just like like putting the, the pad, hammer. The hammer. <laughs> putting the patch on the holes. So the ectoplasm <laughs> turns into a hammer. Yeah. And and it's the patch. Yeah. Oh yeah. It just forms. Yeah, I love it. Where are they? So this is Area Fifty One. This is why we're going to Area Fifty One to have sex with the aliens to help save the planet. Hopefully, we'll see you there. So we're not. Yeah, this is like the true meaning of Guy and Sarah saving. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that covers today's um, episode. So that was emotional labor. Our emotional labor. <laughs> um, now you know. 
So don't do it. Try not to do it. Try to identify it in your life and just be aware of it. And have honest conversations with your partner about what it is and how to set boundaries and what like making it more equal would yeah. look like for you guys. Yeah. Um, let us know what you thought about the episode. Um, yes. Please subscribe to us. Subscribe. Subscribe here. 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 Um, for our YouTube. Um, we also are on Instagram, um, we're on, yep. we're, we're on everything. We're everywhere. Um, gssvshow.com has links to all of the things. You can find our podcast on Spotify if you prefer to listen. Yep. Um, but definitely tell us what you think of this episode. Also, one last question, like, would you guys want GSSW merch? Do you? It could happen. Please let us know. Bye! Bye! <laughs>